it's a special day today, and I love that we got to pray for and dedicate uh, nephew, little Liam. He really is that cute and that photogenic all the time. <laughs> it's amazing. So we love you, Ryan and Lindsay, and uh, we're praying for them, and we're praying for, for you moms out there. So we want to celebrate you today, whether you're here at CB Live or watching with us online. Uh, we love you. We have a gift for you at the end of the service and so make sure you grab one on your way out the door today. And if you're watching online, just comment uh, on the stream and we'll, be, we'll send you a gift there. So uh, as we celebrate moms today, what I find is that people tend to fall in one of two camps. Is, is one is that they find that celebrating moms really brings the, the greatest joy in our life. And I, I think of my incredible, amazing wife, Samantha, and sitting next to her, my mother-in-law, Mama Bear, Carrie Stream, and, and just some incredible examples of sacrifice and selflessness and, and service. And so, you know, if, if you've been blessed in that way, it's such a joyful time. But I want to take a moment, though, and also acknowledge the fact that there might be some here today who have not had the best experience. Maybe they come from a difficult childhood or Maybe there's a separation in relationship with your kids or, or walking through a difficulty. Or maybe you had a close relationship but recently lost a loved one. I wanna take a moment and recognize that the same area that brings us our greatest joy, our family, can also at times bring us our, di our deepest heartbreak. And so what I wanna encourage you with is that our source of deepest heartbreak or greatest joy comes from the fact that we've been created by a relational God. And this God loves you more than any earthly mother or father ever could. And that whoever is here today and battling, walking through a difficult time, whether with parents or with kids grown, I want you to know that you are enough and that you are loved and that God is here. And there are some heroic people in this room right now, people who came from difficult, heartbreaking circumstances, but somewhere along the line, they chose to change the story. They chose to change the narrative, that they weren't gonna be a victim, they were gonna be victorious. And so for those who are changing the story today, for those who are going to leave a legacy of love, we celebrate you and we pray for you and we honor you today because God's love is greater than anything we can experience in this world. And we receive God's love that gives us an, the ability and empowers us to love others the way that God has loved us. And so we wanna talk today about how to love our children, how to love kids the way that God loves us. Recently, I was on a date with my wife and we've reached this stage where part of the date is also running errands, if you've reached that point in your relationship, right? And so we were at Home Depot and uh, Home Depot's great and somehow I, I found myself uh, drifting towards the grill supplies and just dreaming of the smokers that are there that could, could one day afford. And, uh, and so looking at the different supplies, well, right next to the grill section is the garden section. And I couldn't help but notice this uh, section of seeds 
And there are hundreds of seeds and seed packets that people can take. And I love the fact that they, they put the picture of the fruit or vegetable on the packet. And so you know that if you buy that packet and plant that seed, that eventually you will get that vegetable or that fruit. And so the question today is what seeds are you planting into the lives of your children? Because you get to decide what is it that you plant into their heart and into their minds and into their souls. And so if you want to plant or you want to receive better fruit on the other side, you have to plant better seeds on this side. And if you're sitting here thinking, man, it's too late. I wish I would have planted better seeds back then. It's been said that the best time to plant is probably about 10 years ago. But the second best time to plant is today. And so wherever you find yourself on this parenting journey or relationship journey, I wanna encourage you to plant godly faith seeds into your life and into your kids' lives today. Because if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down, that if you wanna be in your children's memories tomorrow, you have to be in their lives today. If you wanna be in your children's memories tomorrow, you have to be in their lives today. You know, when my wife and I found out we were pregnant with our first, and all the parents were like, oh, it goes fast. And I'm like, okay, okay, it goes fast, write that down. And then we had a child, and you're waking up all throughout the night. I'm like, that doesn't seem fast, <laughs> right? Um, being the dad that I was, I was very good at playing. I was not good at remembering the diaper bag. And so being out in public more than one occasion, uh, when your child needs food or a diaper change and you don't have the right stuff, that doesn't seem fast. Um, trying to take a car trip to California with kiddos, that doesn't seem fast. <laughs> but you know, I blink my eyes and now my oldest is 12 and I'm like, that was fast. I get it. So if you want to see the fruit in the future, you have to ask yourself, what are the seeds that you're planting today? Well, as we talk about the idea of empowered parenting, godly parenting, what we're gonna do over the next few minutes is that we're gonna take a look at an ancient passage of scripture that still applies as we raise children in our modern day. So we have an ancient promise that thousands of years later still applies in our modern world today. It's in the book of Deuteronomy, which is the fifth book in the Old Testament, or the last book of what's called the Torah. And the word Deuteronomy actually means second law. So what happened was Moses led the Israelites out of captivity, out of Egypt. And while it would only take a matter of days, maybe a few weeks, to, to get the people out of Egypt, it would actually take 40 years to get Egypt out of the people. And so they go to Mount Sinai, they get the Ten Commandments, they have this incredible connection and covenant with God. If you think of Charlton Heston in the old movie there, and, 
And, and so Moses had the Ten Commandments and everything was great, but then the people proved to be unfaithful. So then they ended up wandering the wilderness for 40 years. And it's towards the tail end of this time that pretty much you have an entire new generation of people. And so Moses comes and, and reshares the Ten Commandments as well as some additional laws. This is why it's called Deuteronomy, second law. And he shares, he starts off by sharing this incredible prayer and promise from God called the Shema. Now the Shema is a really been used throughout traditional Judaism as a morning and evening prayer. It's incredibly powerful and incredibly practical. The word Shema means more than just hearing. It's about hearing and then responding. Have you ever said something to your kiddos and, and you feel like they didn't hear you and you had to repeat yourself? You know, you say, are you, are you listening? Kids, hey, 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 are you listening? Yeah, I hear you. No, I, I don't think you hear me because you would have done what I just asked you to do. <laughs> and so you have in there this idea of a call and response, Shema. And so you hear and you respond. You see, as children do that to their parents, as believers, we do that to God. And so we have this incredible promise, this incredible prayer that actually in Deuteronomy chapter six is gonna share with us three needs of every child. It's an ancient text that applies into a modern world. And through this one passage, we're gonna see three needs of every child. So the first need that every child has is that every child needs a model. Every child needs a model. I'm not talking catwalk, okay? Every child needs somebody to see in action. So rather than just hearing the words, they need to see God's love in action. So let's read here in Deuteronomy chapter 6. It says, Hear, O Israel, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Now, if those words sound familiar, it's because in the New Testament, this is what Jesus is quoting when he tells his disciples and he tells the Pharisees when they say, what is the most important commandment? He says to love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And then in the New Testament, Jesus adds, and then to love your neighbor yourself. And so this is the premise of all healthy parenting. And so the greatest thing that you can do for your kids is to love God. That first phrase, the Lord your God, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Is that he is the one true God. They're about to enter a land where the pagans worshiped all different kinds of gods. And as they were getting ready to enter the land, it is a reminder that we are called to worship one God, one Lord, one Savior. And while the culture looks different today, it also looks a lot the same, doesn't it? Because what does our world worship? Money, power, sex, 
politics. We are in a land where people worship seemingly everything but the one true God. If you wanna have a healthy family relationships, planting the seeds into your children's lives, it starts by loving God with who you are. Shema, you hear the truth, but then you respond with love. It's very similar actually in the New Testament when Jesus says, if you love me, you will what? You will obey my commands. He doesn't say, if you love me, you will feel all warm and fuzzy inside. No, he says, you will do what I say. What does he say? He says to love. It'd be amazing the relationship that you can have with your kids if it's based on listening and loving, wouldn't it? Now, here's the thing. Why is it important to have a model? Because you can only give what you have. Those that know me know that I love food. I'm not picky. Pretty much anything but olives, I'm, I'm, I'm in, right? I'm on a seafood diet where if I see food, it looks great and I eat it. So, and so you have, that was bad. That was bad. That was not a good joke. We'll re edit that out. You know, I feel like I need to tell jokes because I'm on stage, but that wasn't even funny. So we'll just move on. Okay, so I love food, but here's the deal. If after service today, if I went next door to Chipotle and I walked in and I love me some Chipotle and I walked in and said, okay, I'll take a double-double with some uh, fries, animal style, they're gonna look at me funny. And it doesn't matter if I like say it nicely, humbly, or with passion. No, really, give me a double-double, stack. Like, sir, we can't do that. Why? Because we're not in and out okay? Same thing, I can't go to In-N-Out and say, hey, I'd like a um, burrito bowl, a half barbacoa, a half carnita with pinto beans, fajitas, cheese, mild corn, lettuce with some guacamole and chips on the side. Okay, I'm distracted at this point. I'm just hungry. Let's go. <laughs> but you get the idea. If I go place that order, they're going to look at me funny. Why? Because it's like, sir, we don't have that here. Because they can't give you something they don't have. Well, in the same way, you can't give your children something that you already have, that you don't already have. So the best thing you can do for your kids is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Because it's out of that love, they're going to see that, that you're going to model that day in, day out. And then you're going to show them what the love looks like. So it's not just words on a page, but it's actions in a life. Because love is not a feeling, it's a decision, isn't it? You decide to love. You decide to serve. You decide to make a difference in your kids' lives, and it starts by being a model. The second need of every child. Number one, they need a model. Number two, they need a mentor. They need a mentor. In Deuteronomy chapter six, verse seven, it says this. It says, you shall teach them diligently to your children. I love that word diligently, you know why? Because it's not perfect. It doesn't say that you shall teach them perfectly to your children. It says diligently. In other words, you will intentionally and consistently teach your children. That you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. It gives you two pictures 
contrasting with one another. When you sit and when you walk, when you lie down and when you rise up, it creates this consistency, this rhythm, this rhythm of grace, this rhythm of love, this heartbeat. If you think of your heart, bum, 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 bum. You know, one meal is not gonna change a life. Just like one workout does all of a sudden make you healthy. But that life of consistency, faithfulness, planting seeds, talking, sharing, loving, admitting when you make mistakes, <laughs> extending grace when your kids make mistakes, is that you regularly have conversations. Because every kid needs a mentor. Because your children will be discipled by someone. The question is, will it be you or will it be the world? Because our kids pick up things so quickly and even without us noticing it, don't they? The other day I was setting up a Zoom call for work and I was just working on settings and I stepped away for a second. And I came back in and my, my little girl Chloe uh, walked in and saw herself on the screen, you know, the preview version. So she sits down, I walk back in. The first thing she does, unprompted, she looks at it and goes, hey everyone, Chloe here, make sure you subscribe to my channel. And I was like, it's like, wow. It's because that's the age we're in, isn't it? Of media and, and kids want to be influencers, right? Well, greater question is who's influencing them? And as parents, you have the opportunity to be the greatest influence in their life. Now, um, <laughs> our kids imitate us sometimes and they share things that we don't necessarily want to share. I think of a time when I was in high school and our coach, really animated coach, um, real tough guy. And, uh, you know, that was just the way we play tough. Oh, coach, just think of a stereotype coach. That's the, that's the guy. Um, and so he's coaching and, and we're lacing up for game. Well, his little son ran into the locker room as we're putting our shoes on and stuff. And I'm sitting next to um, my buddies and the little boy's like, hi. I was like, hey, bud, I'm John. Good to see you, man. And then uh, my friend next to me goes, hey, I'm McCall. And he goes, oh, McCall, my daddy says you're not a smart player. And then walks in. <laughs> And we're like, oh. And at that point, the coach walked out, looked at his kid, looked at the player, and just, all right, let's go, guys. And then went in, and, uh, and it ended up being kind of a funny moment, and it was great. But, but our kids are always listening, and they, and they follow us, and they do, and they imitate what we do. And so if we recognize that, we understand that, that we have the opportunity to be a mentor, to invest in their lives, because... The greatest lessons aren't just taught, they're actually caught. And so we show that through diligence and repetition. Thankfully, not perfection, because none of us here are perfect. So a child needs, number one, a model. A child needs, number two, a mentor. And then third, a child needs a motivator. A child, every child needs a motivator. Because we all forget. And we all use encouragement. I've, I did 12 years in youth ministry, and I never met a single teen who came in and opened up and just said, oh, gosh, my parents just encouraged me too much. <laughs> because we all need encouragement. Think of uh, my kiddo, Carter. We were, we were encouraging him, my little buddy right there, and, uh, and we were sharing some affirmations and encouragements to him. He gets 
Okay, you can stop or keep going. <laughs> and that's the reality with all of us, isn't it? Is that we all could use encouragement. And we need reminders constantly. That's why the post-it note is so successful. It's a little piece of paper with a sticker on it. I, used to, I don't do it as much now that with technology, I tend to put stuff digitally on my phone. But before, I would just put post-it notes everywhere. Does anyone do this? Or just scribble notes everywhere. And just, I would just remind stuff and just put post-it notes all over the place. Uh, even, even in the early stages with my laptop, I wasn't good at organizing stuff. So I would open up a laptop that has more computing power than what NASA had to put on the moon. And I was, if I need to remember something, I would scribble it on a post-it note and stick it on my laptop. And so at one point, there'd be like a frame around the edges. And why do we do that? Because we need to remember. And so even this earliest promise, the Shema, it says this in verses 8 and 9. It says, you shall bind them, not the children, the promises, okay, to clarify. You shall bind these words as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So it's everywhere you go. Can you remind your children and remind yourself for that matter that God loves you and that you love him? I, you know, being a pastor is unique because, you know, my job is ministry. But just being transparent with you, it's not like we're going home and we're going to have church, the third church service. Okay, everybody open up and I'm going to lecture you for this time. Because at home, they don't need a pastor, they just want dad, right? So I'm not perfect by any means, and, and we definitely make mistakes all the time, but what we try to do is that in everyday rhythms of life, maybe the car line or pickup, morning or bedtime prayers, is that we regularly pray and talk about the things of God. Did you know one of the most common commands repeated in Scripture is remember? In fact, we're about to take a time of communion together an ordinance of the church, where Jesus, there in the Last Supper with his disciples, the night before he goes to the cross, having a Passover meal, actually shares with them that you're gonna take this bread, take this cup, which is in remembrance of me, of my sacrifice. And so we're gonna have a time of remembering together. But as the band comes up on here in front of me, and as we get close to wrapping up, I wanna give you some practical resources. Because if we wanna be in our children's memories tomorrow, we have to be in their lives today. And so I wanna share with you a free resource if you visit missiongrove.info. It's a PDF we created for our church family. It's called Five Foundations of a Healthy Family. So Five Foundations of a Healthy Family. It's a resource to go through with your kiddos and, and to go through and have a, a time to, to walk through this together, to pray through it together, that you can set your family out on the right foot. And then for parents, what can we do this week? Well, I wanna encourage you to do two things. Number one is to be intentional. To be intentional. To understand that whatever area that you need to work on, whether it's being a model, being a mentor, or being a motivator, Take one of those three areas and choose to take a step this week. And for some of you, your, your kids might be grown. For some of you, your kids might have moved on or might be in another location. Some of you might 
might be even a little far from God. But I want to encourage you that the Bible is filled with stories of people who were far from God, but returned to him. I think of Jonah. I think of the prodigal son. You know, I think of people who, when they were far from God, the Bible tells us that God was not far from them. And for those in the room who are praying for the one who is away, I want to encourage you to be faithful. Don't think about just praying for something, but to pray through something. That if you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death right now, understand this, that God is with you. That you can be intentional. Maybe it's a text. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's an email or just something to reach out to demonstrate that there's no agenda, just that you love them and that you're there and that you're available and that God loves them. So be intentional this week. But secondly, for those with kiddos in the room, I want to encourage you just to be present. Engage your kids at their level sometimes. And I include myself in this because in our busy world, we have to intensely set down our phones, don't we? Or put the work email away and shoot hoops or play with dolls or make up stories. Because that email, is it gonna leave a legacy? That moment with your child could. And so can we be intentional and be present this week? for kids in the room and maybe even grown adults thinking about their aging parents, I wanna encourage you with two things. Number one, choose honor. Even if you came from a difficult background, understand this, that respect is earned, but honor is given. And to honor someone is to treat them in light of the value already paid, right? If you go to a concert or a sporting event, you buy the ticket, and when you go into the enter the arena, they scan the ticket. In other words, they honor the ticket that's already been paid. Well, the same person that you're struggling with, Jesus died for. And that debt's already been paid. And so what if you treated people in light of how God loved them? And so whatever your circumstance, you can choose honor today. And then secondly, express gratitude. Unexpressed gratitude is the same result as not feeling grateful in the first place. Because unless you express that to other people, they don't see it or feel it. So can you express that? Can you look for an opportunity? It's a word, it's a note, it's a gift, it's, it's time, it's serving. Just take that moment to say thank you. As we take this moment, to say thank you to our God and our Heavenly Father. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we celebrate moms today, but as we wanna be empowered parents, we pray that we can be a model and a mentor and a motivator for our kids at whatever age they're in. May we remember you and the love that you have given and bestowed on us so that we can love people like you do. Thank you.